0: This is Pankaj Parashar for another episode of Purple Ponderings with Pankaj on the InsNerds Forum. And today we have the one and only Matteo Carbone, the foremost authority when it comes to IoT and insurance. So, for all those people who are maybe living in a cave, Matteo, do you want to just give a little bit of your background? What is it that you do to get going? So
1: I'm fully dedicated to the usage of uh, IoT sensors within the insurance sector. I uh, discovered this magic word uh, a lot of years ago when uh, I was uh, a consultant with the Bain and Company. So at that time, the use case was on auto, was auto telematics. Uh, starting from uh, from this point, uh, I created a, a tin tank that is focused on all the use cases that are uh, iot based and uh, as you have uh, just heard uh, i got conferences to share the knowledge that uh, the observatory so the tin tank i created is producing uh, uh, quarter by quarter and uh, I engage with all the executives in the insurance sector that are passionate
0: about uh, this trend. Carter, great, thank you. My first question for you, Matteo, today is that you have seen IoT evolve over the last few years globally, right, you've seen that in Europe, you've seen that in US. At a macro level, what do you think are some similarities and differences when it comes to adoption of this technology by the industry? I
1: will answer to your question uh, with uh, two different uh, thoughts. One from uh, the customer perspective uh, and one instead from the insurance sector perspective. So I think that from the customer perspective the adoption comes when the value proposition makes sense you don't have a, uh, adoption when the value proposition sucks and normally 90% of the value propositions out there sucks so we move uh, to the second uh, part of the answer so the adoption of uh, iot by insurance companies unfortunately uh, this trend has not yet been well understood excluding a few best practices uh, here and there in different business lines, in different countries, but it's not a uh, market standard to use IoT. Uh, I hope that uh, will become a market standard. I hope that more insurers, also thanks to the contribution I'm bringing to the sector, will understand what to do with IoT data. Unfortunately, today, many of the approaches are to give away for free a device. And honestly, this doesn't work. don't generate any adoption by customers
0: so let me pick it up from there mateo uh, because you said two things which caught my attention one is the value proposition does not work today and i think a part of it if i hear you correctly is you're saying just the fact that you're giving these devices free is not helping the cause so what do you think needs to happen for the situation to be the opposite
1: couple of things uh, and will be the the focus of my speech uh, tomorrow. First, uh, insurer, many insurers around the world, uh, the the best practices that normally I use to to show what can be done with uh, the IoT data, have been able to sell services to their customers together with an insurance coverage. So this is the first element you can sell a service. You are not uh, giving a present that is uh, a shining device. Second, you can use the data that are necessary for managing the services in order to obtain a concrete impact on your income statement. So generate value on the insurance income statement. I'm talking about different use cases that range from prevention, Mitigation to better pricing, reselection, change of behavior. So thanks to this value creation, you are able to obtain an amount of value can be shared with customers and with the agents and broker in order to obtain
0: their commitment
1: to sell the product.
0: That is excellent, you know, because I was just thinking that a value added service on the back of an IoT solution could be something that even the brokers and agents could start thinking of to improve their revenue streams as well. So, uh, but if I were to just make this real, an example of something that you've seen at work in Europe that maybe carriers here in the US can think of as a value added service that the customers or the end insured could pay for?
1: So consider that uh, there is one of the members of my observatory that uh, is uh, an MGA in the UK. They are uh, selling uh, their homeowner insurance coverage uh, together with uh, services. So they are renting uh, the devices to their customers. Their customers pay around uh, 10 pounds a month uh, to have uh, a camera, a few water leakages uh, sensors, and uh, uh, a smoke detectors. Then they have uh, been able to cross sell. A material part of their portfolio, so I'm talking about double digit and the first number is not one, Uh, an additional service along the year, because they have created a frequency of interaction with their customers for other four pounds. So uh, that is a demonstration that uh, insurers can sell services and can even apply the same kind of approaches of uh, the freemium apps. So trying to sell other things that customers like. Uh, in order to do that, you need uh, to study the data, you need to understand which kind of additional services can be sold to the customers. Here the example I was uh, providing is uh, additional cloud space and additional functionality for the camera. Because the, this MGA discovered that uh, customers was asking for that and
0: was keen to pay for it. That is that is excellent. And actually, you know, that example brings up one thing which to me is becoming more and more important, which is the customer experience. You know, your example had a lot of interaction going with the end customer. Now that is something which in the US, as you know, doesn't happen very frequently, right? Currently the product I would say for the most part between home and commercial, once it's sold, you know, the end insured doesn't really hear back from the carrier, right? So, what you're suggesting means that needs to be a transformation in how they think about that customer experience. So, what do you have to say to to that, right? Is that something that you think is coming? Is that an opportunity? Yeah, your perspective.
1: Let's say, I will answer to your question with another example. Uh, There is uh, one auto insurer in Europe that today has uh, more than uh, Four million policyholders with a device installed in. They are using the data for claims management. They are using the data for providing proactive roadside assistance and a bunch of other services. In their last industrial plan, they have presented, uh, May of this year, uh, their uh, next step it will be to address all the digital payments linked with the car. So, they already did the agreement with the highway in their market, so their customers don't need anymore to install the device of the highway, to have the automatic payment. They simply can use the hardware provided by the insurer, because they obtained the license to have the automatic payment of the tolling. Then, they made agreement with startups for the parking, with municipality for the parking. And now... They are addressing the opportunity of the petrol stations, so they are making agreement with the petrol station that you can go there, make your gas, and then you can pay automatically without going out from your car. So, that demonstrate as a old insurer, an incumbent, the market leader in their market, can use the the data to transform the interaction with the policyholders and to compete against players as the Payment companies that normally are considered
0: the, on the frontier
1: of innovation. So insurers can do it.
0: That is excellent, excellent uh, example. You know the common theme that's emerging, though, Matteo. You know you've used mostly European examples for the questions that I that I've asked. So now you've been in the U.S. a lot as well, and it seems to me—correct me if I'm wrong—but U.S. is a little bit behind in some of these leading practices that are possible, Uh, what are your thoughts on, as you engage now with the US companies, on them trying to do something similar to what you've seen work? Let's say, I made a couple of examples that was coming
1: from uh, services uh, uh, and uh, that is definitely an angle that uh, is more mature in the European markets. But for example, uh, American family on smart home, Uh, has announced that they will start to sell services to their policyholders and this product will be sold through their agents so exactly what I described you some uh, European insurers are doing on the other side I think that uh, in some uh, uh, use cases uh, today the US carriers are more advanced than the European one so I would like uh, to uh, use as example what uh, Uh, One of the members of my think tank here in North America is doing so. Today I have uh, six of the top uh, 15 uh, property and casualty U.S. insurers at uh, the Observatory. One uh, is Allstate. Allstate, in their auto experience, together with Arity, their own uh, technological company, has been able to build a great uh, behavioral change mechanism. uh, In uh, the scouting that my team uh, has done about the solutions that uh, have been developed in order to change the behavior of drivers at global level, definitely they are one of the best practices. And uh, they build uh, an approach that uh, is uh, the most advanced present uh, in the North America market. They are uh, showing each trip to the driver the amount of cashback he has earned. That is a way to have a constant interaction. They've introduced instant reward uh, each time a customer complete a challenge, so drive without uh, speeding, drive without a braking. So are all solutions that uh, allow to mitigate the risk of a book that you are already underwritten. So uh, I I will not classify the, the US market as uh, per se less mature than the European one. I think that there are some players that are doing great things. Obviously, auto telematics is more mature in Europe. Uh, It is based on some use cases as services and uh, claims management. Another example where I'm thinking that uh, the North American market will be more quick than the European ones. To address the opportunity is commercial auto. So we have seen in the past 12 months a lot of uh, back-office activity by insurers in order to prepare uh, their initiative on that. Progressive already went to the market with a a smart owl solution that uh, from their earning calls uh, with the analysts seems to go pretty well. And in Europe, commercial auto is definitely not... uh, is not showing the same kind of uh, innovation dynamic that we are seeing now here in
0: in the U.S. market. Got it, got it. So I think that's a great comparison of the two geographies, it seems to me, I think what you're saying is that there's more sort of the auto side, both commercial and personal side, is leading the way in in the U.S. at least, you know, in terms of the companies or the carriers, you you know, using, collecting data and trying to make, uh, you know, useful sense out of it. What are your thoughts on the property side? I know you just mentioned that American family is doing something, coming out with something. Sounds like something very interesting uh, very soon. Uh, But just maybe if you were to take a couple of minutes or a few minutes, talk a little bit about the property space. This is a personal line's case. What about commercial? What are your thoughts on the usage uh, in both personal and commercial side?
1: About personal, I think that uh, the American family is leading the way. If they will be successful uh, with uh, this new approach, uh, I'm expecting to see many other insurers uh, to follow their direction. Uh, About commercial, I think that uh, the opportunity is slightly more complex, but uh, the price can be bigger. At the Observatory, I'm dedicating more and more time to the commercial lines, the, the usage of IoT in the commercial lines, because the members here in North America are asking me these kind of deep dives. We are talking about something that is at its infancy. So, commercial, the usage of IoT in commercial property is definitely as seen definitely less experiences than the pilots we have seen on personal uh, lines. So, we have still to understand many things. But if I can give you some answer first, so a few uh, anticipation of the point of view that I'm building. I think that there is a strong opportunity to put together different uh, products uh, that today are separated. Because the same technology can provide you not only the opportunity to sell services uh, to a business owner, but to mitigate uh, or to influence thanks to the behavioral change risks uh, not only on the property, but also on the general liability and on the worker compensation. So more you are able to Leverage the same technology for different uh, uh, use cases. Uh, more you are likely to obtain a positive ROI of, on your
0: investment in the technology. Got it. Really, that's very interesting. So, Matteo, looks like the future is you know pretty bright. It's been coming, and you're one of those people I know who
1: is more connected. The future.
0: <laughs> yes, very connected, and it's 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 going to come soon. But if you were to crystal-gaze and I have to ask you, Matteo, how much time do you think it's going to be to realize the vision that you just laid out, that, hey, I want to see a world which is all connected, in the commercial case, people using IoT not just for property, but you know, use case of liability and workers' compensation, so kind of a holistic use case for, for the technology. What do you think is the timeline that it will take? And, what is what do the carriers need to do the one thing that they can do to help accelerate that journey so uh, nothing happened overnight in the insurance sector so I think
1: that uh, to see a pilot uh, uh, that uh, do things like that uh, probably in commercial line probably we can see something in 12 18 months to see a commercial product sold uh, probably will be within three years uh, To have a material penetration, uh, 5-10 years, Uh, if I look back at uh, what happened uh, on uh, auto telematics uh, in a market uh, like uh, Italy, it took uh, 15 years uh, from the first tentative to 20% of penetration on the auto personal line, that is the the best practice uh, at global level today, but even in a market where insurers have been successful, it took time to gain a market share uh, so relevant. A single player that will start uh, with a pilot in the next uh, 18 months, a product uh, in uh, three years, probably another three, four years, uh, on his own portfolio, can obtain that kind of penetration. Because instead, to have data uh, as a market average, obviously, you need uh, more time for many players to understand this. How to speed up uh, this process
0: is easy. To join the IoT Insurance Observatory and to do the workshops with me, Got it, that was a great plug-in for your for your own services, Mateo. So, great. So, you know what? I think now I'm going to get into a part which is going to help me understand a little bit about who you are personally. So, Matteo, question for you is: a lot of people, you know, read about you, listen to your podcasts you know, be a part of our observatory. Whenever Matteo does get the time, which I know is not a lot, but does Matteo himself read journals, publications? Do you people follow any people you know, for in your work or outside of it?
1: Let's see, when uh, I'm not talking with an insurer, normally I'm uh, on a gym working out uh, and reading my, the mails that I've not been able to read
0: in all the day. <laughs> all right, got it, got it, super. Well, I think those were all the questions I had for you, Matteo. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. Thanks for joining me, and all the best for your observatory.
1: It's been a pleasure,
0: as always, to collaborate with Insurance Cert. Fantastic. So, that was uh, this episode of Purple Ponderings with Punkage, uh, signing off here with Mateo.